Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Hello and welcome to Engage for Success Radio and show number 468 in our weekly series. Engage for Success is a not-for-profit movement and the UK's leading voice on the topic of employee engagement. We're raising awareness and running events through our area networks around the country and our topic and sector specific thought and action groups are out there developing research, publishing case studies and shining a light on great practice. You can visit engagesuccess.org to learn more and sign up for our weekly newsletter so you never miss out on any of our great free resources, events and updates. I'm Maddie Gorham, your host for today's show and founder of BizJuicer, an engagement um, and employee engagement and culture development consultancy that helps retain more of their great talent and makes it easier for them to attract fabulous new talent too. Now as we approach the end of another tumultuous year, what's going on in the world of employee engagement? Specifically, how is your engagement program working? How has it changed in structure recently to take into account changes in your working practices? Are you having to try different strategies and tactics to engage properly with your people? Are they more or less effective than before? And how is all this affecting performance? In the UK, we're edging closer and closer to a recession. Consumer confidence is low, and yet we have a job market where just about we have more jobs than we have candidates for. It's in these sorts of times that businesses are looking for innovation to help push them forward. But you don't get great innovation without great engagement. With me today is Bala Balasubramaniam, founder of Innovation Minds, a technology organization that helps clients connect employee experience and innovation practices to their talent, moving from ideas to game-changing solutions. He's with me today to check in on how to make the most of your engagement innovation programs and the talent that lies within your business. Welcome to the show, Bala. Hey, good morning and good afternoon, good evening. Thank you, Andy, for having me here. It's really yeah, great. Great to have you here, Bella. Great to have you here. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about your perspective on the use of technology, mindset, process, employee engagement, and innovation, and how how they all connect today. But before we get into all of that, could I just ask you to tell us a little bit more about your background and where your current focus is at the moment? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I think it's going to be a wonderful conversation. Um, so, Andy, I'm dialing in from San Francisco. Uh, you know, actually, this is in California, Silicon Valley, so no need uh, further introduction. Uh, as far as my background is concerned, I would say I had extensive corporate leadership career, but especially, Andy, when I took over the chief innovation officer role for eBay and PayPal. Then I moved on to LinkedIn as head of HR innovation. I should say that I was in a beautiful intersection of technology innovation on one side and as well as employee experience on the other side. Unfortunately, I was asked to lead both the fronts. So that's what really inspired me and led me towards identifying the best of best from both of us, like employee engagement on one side, innovation on the other side. How can we bring these things together so that you'll be able to feed off each other's success in a beautiful way? So that's how I just got into the idea of bootstrapping this innovation mind. So far, the journey is pretty interesting, exciting. And uh, I can actually talk about more and more as we get on to this conversation. 
Yeah, I look forward to that. I mean, that's some background, eBay, PayPal, LinkedIn. I mean, we'd struggle not to know those companies. And I think <laughs> it's really interesting thinking about blending tech innovation. I mean, and we are bombarded with new tech nearly every day now, right, making our lives easier. But how it really liberates the employee experience. I think those two things coming together is, is fantastic. So before we get into all the exciting things that people are doing and, and possibly the things that they will be able to do in the future, from your perspective, why don't we try and between us set a bit of context here? So when we're looking at this combination of tech, innovation, employee experience, engagement, and uh, real innovation and business to move it forward, what are the problems that we're trying to solve today, Bala? Yeah, uh, I think Andy, uh, we are seeing uh, we are seeing some uh, consistent trend across U.S. and I keep hearing it is not just uh, related to U.S. It's across the world, I would say, especially with the U.K. and as well as the rest of the Europe. The problem and the challenge that we are trying to conquer is pretty much kind of similar, synonymous, I would say, um, when it comes to this engaging employees and also ensuring that. Each and every one of the employees are happy, motivated, inspired. So with that context, I would say that maybe like three years back, if you're talking to a HR leader about employee engagement, their focus and uh, their mission could have been a little different, but especially after we come out of this pandemic and uh, pretty much the hybrid work is uh, kind of ubiquitous everywhere, uh, we are actually seeing a little bit of very interesting paradox, I would say. So, Andy, have you heard of what, something called the Great Paradox? I Does have, but please, please you, tell, you, you tell us a bit more about it, please. <laughs> okay, so uh, I've been actually working with multiple HR leaders here, right? So how they define this Great Paradox is that just until recently, there was a huge phenomenon called a Great Resignation. Absolutely. So many yeah. employees were thinking that grass is green on the other side, and they've been actually resigning. And uh, I would say that it was really, really kind of what is hitting the uh, HR and also the company, the talent, drying pretty much everything. But fast forward, like actually five months or six months, now we keep hearing a whole lot about great remorse. So what yeah. it means is the folks who are actually leaving the company thinking that the job that they are pursuing, the next to play that they are going to be landing in is going to be much more brighter and cooler than what they're having now. Now actually they just started realizing that, oh my God, I could actually stay there. This yeah, is not I think a in this country we're calling it a great regret, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is what actually they're calling it as great paradox, Andy. So, Great resignation. Now, actually, they are thinking about great remorse. So yeah. uh, we may think like maybe the employees are actually driving all these kind of uh, experiences, right? The resignation originated from employees. And remorse, the same employees are worrying about it. Leaving it on one side, we're also hearing actually two more uh, kind of trends, I would say. So uh, have you heard about something called quiet quitting? Oh, yes, that's that's alive and very well in the UK at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's another actually paradox that you are seeing. On one side, employees are not having a whole lot of motivation. They used to have two years back. 
they're just coming to the work, okay, this is my role, I'm going to do what I've been asked. And the typical nature and also that uh, inspiration to go above and beyond to really actually bring in the best of your 100%. So that's kind of going down and then people are calling that as a quiet quitting. But on the other side, now we started seeing a whole lot of mass layoff, especially where I'm yeah. calling from Silicon Valley. Yeah, I'm sure that you'll be hearing about all these things, right? Twitter layoff and Facebook layoff and Google is thinking about it, Cisco, you name it. So on one side, quiet quitting, whereas on the other side, there is a mass layoff going on. So, uh, Andy, when you look into all these four things, the great resignation versus great remorse, quite quitting mindset of employees, now actually they are just really worrying about, am I going to be the next one to let go? So it is kind of, what is it, pretty interesting and at the same time, very scary situation for employees. And the more and more you are actually thinking about it, on the surface, Andy, it may look like this is all originating from employees getting disconnected, disengaged, but I would say that equally employees are also responsible for this kind of situation where we are in now. So uh, that's what actually we've been hearing from HR leaders, like, hey, how do you really conquer these things? Uh, it is not going to be just the employee's mindset alone. Employees are also equally responsible for this. So how should I go one step move further and then actually we will really inspire, motivate employees to take one step actually towards it. You know what I'm saying, right? Now actually there is a kind of dialogue going on between this employer's community and employee community. To how do we solve this one? So this is not how we want to actually go further. Let's go and take care of this one. So that's what I would like to talk to you about. The great resignation, great remorse, and as well as the quiet quitting and mass layoff. What is leading to all these kind of uh, kind of what is the situation where we are in now and how we can overcome it? Yeah, I think that would be a great topic to look at. I mean, particularly when you mentioned things like Twitter in there. I mean, what's going on over there at the moment is a fascinating case study in, I guess, very different approaches between the people that owned and ran that business before and their relationship with employees versus performance and what Elon Musk is coming in and doing and taking a very, very different stance uh, to how he sees that business being run. And I, I like this idea of what you're saying here about the responsibility on both halves behind what the employers are doing, but also the responsibility that employees have to make within that. So what do you think is behind this and how do we start to move it forward, Bud? Yeah, um, still I would say that we don't have any kind of magic bullet, but the more and more we have been dissecting all the data that we are having, the insights we are getting from various clients and also talking to HR leaders. Maybe I would say that we are getting a little bit of clarity of how we can overcome this one. But again, Andy, these are all kind of ongoing uh, kind of learning process, right? We have to just try something and then see how it is working out and what is working, what's not working, and then actually keep doing um, the kind of fixes that we want actually as far. So, I think that's an interesting point, if I may, Bella, that's a really interesting point, because if you take your background in tech and innovation and the approach to bringing new products to market or enhancing products, that whole kind of test, break, fix, learn, all those sorts of, that sort of process is probably more applicable now when we're, we're talking about other things, including people strategies, because 
one thing that's definitely for sure is that change is going to be even more constant than it's been before. And having a beautiful plan and a beautiful strategy that isn't fit for purpose and can't cope with the challenges and the changes it just isn't going to work anymore, right? So we have to take a more fluid approach to some of these things, I would think. Is, is that where you come from too? Yeah, exactly, Andy. So uh, I would say that we are living in the even more interesting times, right? Like Chinese used to say, uh, these are all interesting times. I would say that these are pretty interesting times and that these times, we have to just actually keep trying, but at the same time, don't get into the kind of insanity. If something is not working, you have to learn the lessons and then how do you fix it the next time we are going to make it successful? You know what I'm saying, right? So that mindset is very, very, very critical at this point. Uh, So with that one, Andy, uh, to answer your question, um, you know, I think actually uh, they talk about uh, three kind of era that we are living in, right? So I would say that back like 40 years or 50 years back, there was the industrial revolution. Yeah. And then I would say that like actually 20 years back or so, there was something called information revolution. But now actually we are really, really living in this interesting and exciting times of the social revolution. Yeah. So when you just think about, uh, this is actually when I was talking to one of my friends and few of the HR leaders, we were actually aligning and also accepting that during that industrial revolution era, employees were really actually looking for survival. So they want to actually have a job and whatever actually the manager boss is saying, whether they like it or they don't like it, they're aligning with it or not, there was a little bit of following, you know what I'm saying, right? In that industrial revolution, because they want to actually really bring the food to the table. So that's what actually you're calling it as the survival. And then when the information revolution hit, so that sort of loyalty and also blindly obeying the boss orders and all those kind of things kind of slowly took the back seat and then people started thinking about standard of living because the information is available to them everywhere, anywhere, and at easy fingertips, right? Just pull up the smartphone or pull up your laptop, you'll be able to know how your friends and colleagues and everybody is living, what is actually standard in UK versus US versus India versus China. So with the information revolution, the more and more information is kind of easily accessible. People started thinking about standard of living. So with standard of living, still actually the loyalty was a little bit there, but people were actually very vocal about what they need and all those things. But now actually fast forward, Andy, we are actually living in the social revolution, right? So in this one, Maybe actually your fathers and actually your grandparents, they were able to give you all this standard of living. You're actually now looking for the quality of life. Yeah. So that is what actually the current workforce has been really, really thinking about it. I don't have to worry about my survival. I have so much opportunities out there. I don't have to worry about standard of living because I'm already actually well-to-do what is the quality of life I'm going to be leading? So that is what really driving the mindset of today's workforce, I would say. So when I say quality of the life, uh, in terms of your work-life balance, in terms of your uh, 
kind of relevance within your job and also in terms of the respect and also the prices and also the acknowledgement, the testimonial you are getting within the work. So are you being noticed? Are you being recognized? Are you being actually rewarded? So that is what really driving the MIs in this kind of social revolution. So unless otherwise they are able to see those things, it is really tough for employers to go and hold on to those employees. I would say that this is what actually leading to most of the challenges that we are seeing now. Uh, are you tracking with me, Andy, here? I'm 100% with you, my friend. I think that social revolution has been accelerated and heightened by what happened in the last three years when people had, I guess, more time to step off the merry-go-round than ever before to really assess what was important to them. And uh, quality of life, I think, was brought into sharp focus over the last three years as we saw, you know, people and communities really suffering close at hand, closer than most of us would have ever seen before. And it made us really reassess. And I think this had a massive knock on for people's careers and what they felt was important, which is why. I mean, I think we've always looked over the fence of what was going on in other companies and how our friends were treated at work, but maybe not paid too much attention to it or as much as we are today. So I'm 100% with you. I think it's alive and well and growing arms and legs. And I think it's now run into, certainly in the UK and, and, in, and I guess in the rest of the world with the the financial crisis that we've got going on at the same time exactly. is that we've got even more pressure on that because maybe some of the standard of living stuff is certainly in the UK, that's going to be hard for the next few years. But you've also got this, this paradigm of quality of life and the balance. So I think it's a, it's a big challenge for employers right now. So in the work that you're doing uh, and the clients that you're working with, what is the way forward better? How are people tackling this successfully? Yeah, that's, that's actually a wonderful question, Andy. It's really, uh, when I'm actually looking at some of the statistics, looks like UK is one of the uh, lowest actually uh, score when it comes to employee engagement across the Europe. So that's something that uh, you're actually trying to actually tackle it. So keep up doing the good work. So first of all, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Uh, this is actually, what is that? Uh, very well needed mission for the UK, I would say. So having said that, Andy, um, we are actually working with uh, clients across the spectrum, right? There are uh, uh, small size companies starting from 500 to maybe like 50 employees to 200 employees and the other side upwards of like 50,000 employees. But at the same time, we are also working with more like kind of tech and uh, advanced companies are actually startups on one side, whereas on the other side, really seasoned and also well-established companies. So the more and more we are talking to each and every one of the customer and we are really trying to help them to move the needle with this employee engagement. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing actually three things are kind of consistently getting to the surface. Maybe I'll just talk about it what we are seeing across our clientele and what we are hearing from the HR leaders, that could be a good information for your audience as well. The first one is, fantastic. Andy, yeah, yeah, definitely. The first one is uh, when it comes to employee engagement, I think most of the employees are really having the consciousness that at this time we have to do something and then they have already started doing it. It could be like, annual pulse survey or it could be some sort of rewards program and also creating the opportunities for employees to share their voice, what they like, what they don't like. 
But what we are seeing actually from reality is that, okay, so you are hearing from your employees. You are creating the avenues for them to come forward and then share how we may be able to make their life happy and also inspired and also motivated. But where actually we are falling apart is really taking the feedback and giving the proper follow-up and also doing the follow-through to really ensure that I heard something from you. This is what I'm going to do. I'm doing it, and I have done it, and this is the result. Now I want to go and talk to you again, actually. Is that, has, been, has that been actually completed now or taken care, or what do you think? So that kind of follow-up, follow-through. Yeah. If I companies are not religious enough, I don't think actually it is going to be really working. It's going to be just more like a namesake or doing something. And that's what actually we are seeing where things are falling apart. That's the number one. Yeah, go ahead, Andy. I, I, think, I think that's a fantastic point. And I wondered if you'd also seen um, any evidence in your work that it's just as important to feedback on the things that get fed back that perhaps you're not going to do, but giving them some reasons why. Because I think there's a myth sometimes that with employee engagement and feedback, is you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you must talk to them and feedback as to why some of these suggestions or feedback aren't going to make the plan, as well as the ones that are. Exactly. Yeah, I think you. We are going back to our employees and telling them that, hey. Uh, I want to listen to you, what is on your mind? So how can I make your life happy? And this is something. Okay, I just actually got your response, thank you. And then again, when you go to the next year to the same employees asking the same questions, there is going to be a little bit of frustration like, hey, didn't we do this last year? So that's what actually really kind of making the employees to lose focus and also kind of belief in this whole process. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say that actually there is a greater consciousness in terms of the HR leaders now like, hey, it is just reaching out to employees and asking for their feedback is just the beginning. But where yeah. it's going to really make this successful is giving the proper follow-up and follow-through, actually start showing and making progress to the relevant feedback that we are hearing from employees. So. Sometimes, Andy, they may actually talk about all those things, but you'll not be able to go and fulfill each and every one of the feedback you're receiving, right? There has to be some relevance. There has to be some prioritization. So that's sure. the number one that we are hearing. Okay. And then the second thing is, see, uh, Andy, have you heard about something called 80% of the employees engagement coming from their day-to-day -day work? Only that 20% of the engagement is coming from all the other programs HR or any companies are trying to champion. It could be surveys, it could be rewards recognition, it could be some beautiful tool. Whatever you do, only 20% of that engagement is coming from these initiatives, whereas rest of the 80% is totally tied to the core work they are doing. It could be, there are some analysts, there are some sales actually representatives, or they could be some managers or directors. So what are they doing on a day-to-day -day basis on their work? So that is where actually the engagement can be really, really optimized. So what they are now thinking is that instead actually focusing employee engagement initiatives alone, how do we make their day-to-day -day work itself more engaging? So yeah. that realization is coming now, and that's actually kind of really, really paying off. Uh, you can be any kind of role, and you could be working anywhere as long as the work is really interesting, exciting. 
aligned with your passion and also i think you are able to actually show the success for each every one of them at the role and also their progression so that is how you will be able to really bring in the engagement so that realization is happening a lot nowadays along with doing the engagement initiatives how do you make the day to day work itself more interesting that is the second one mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right yeah okay 100% so third, yeah no i think yeah so uh, every day we are learning right so especially actually the pandemic has given a lot of opportunities to get to know each other not like employee manager or actually employer employee but beyond that we get to know our actually colleagues as a people okay when they are coming for the zoom they are actually kids are popping up and there are actually dogs and cats now actually we are just going to the next level of understanding our colleagues as a human so that's actually opening up a lot of doors how we can connect with them in a right way and nice way you know what i'm saying right so those are yeah. all the new understanding and then the last one which is actually very near and dear to me andy how is actually managing innovation and as well as on the other side engagement right so it is pretty interesting to hear from innovation uh, champions hey how your program is going and how can i help you the very first answer they will say is yeah i think actually we kick started this innovation challenge or program or season in the beginning everything was so good and people are so pumped up and they're all coming in and then slowly we are losing the engagement along the way it could be from leadership team it could be from employees so the program was right and uh, every ingredient is there for that to be successful along the way we are losing engagement for some reasons yeah. so that's what we were hearing from the innovation leaders whereas on the other side engagement leaders from hr how your program is doing are you able to thrive in all those things and then their answer is a little bit of different i would say uh, and they used to say that yes actually we are getting a lot of responses and there is so much adoption in terms of the survey in terms of the rewards recognition but again unless otherwise we are able to fulfill the kind of promises we are making to them based on the feedback that we are hearing people are actually losing that kind of moment on halfway through so the engagement officers are saying that we are hearing something if you are not able to be innovative if you are not able to execute some of the feedback we are hearing people are losing the faith in terms of all this employee engagement initiative so on one side innovation officers they are really actually looking for engagement problem to be solved whereas on the other side the engagement officers really need that innovation fuel the execution kind of muscle to start addressing the feedback they are hearing and that's where actually we just started coming to the kind of notion that hey why don't we just bring in actually both uh, organizations together innovation and as well as engagement so that they are going to be feed up to each other's success you know what i'm saying right that's the third yeah, thing yeah. the leaders and as well as the innovation leaders i mean i think that is that is fantastic because we don't want to reinvent the wheel thing what can we learn from each other and how can that kind of be be applied and maintaining momentum is so important in in this whole engagement thing because it is not a one off shot in the same as innovation is a one off shot it needs to become a cultural thing but before we run out of time is there is there one thing hello these problems what's the first thing you would do ah 
Okay, uh, so I think actually I got your question, Andy. So there was a little bit of uh, interruption. Uh, so Andy, uh, maybe actually uh, I would like to leave this as a final note for our audience and also for our friends out there. See, uh, yeah. when it comes to any companies, we should always keep in mind that our employees are the keepers of our brand promise, right? The employees are the keepers of the brand promise. So as long as your employees are happy, motivated, inspired, you can actually count on getting and acquiring more and more happy customers. The more happy customers are there, the business is going to be thriving and you're going to be getting more and more happy shareholders. So everything is kind of intertwined, right? But when you just look into the root of all those things, engaged and happy, motivated, inspired employees, because they are the one going to be keeping your brand promise. So that's the thought I would like to leave away with our audience, Andy. That's fantastic, Bella. It all comes back to that service profit chain uh, that we've learned about all uh, so many years ago, and it still holds true today. That is brilliant and great advice. Thank you very much, Bella. And that is just about all we have time for today. Um, don't forget to visit engagesuccess.org to check out the show notes and get access to all our fabulous free engagement resources where you can also download or stream any of the great shows from our archive completely at your leisure. Bala, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and experience and advice for today. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Andy. This is a real wonderful opportunity. Hopefully, you are able to share some ideas that worth spreading and then Again, it's a learning, right? So I'm learning something from you as well. So there are a whole lot of takeaways. Thank you. Well, bless you. Well, look, we'll be back again at the same time next week. I'm Benny Gorham, and thanks for listening to Engage for Success Radio. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.